0: And welcome back to another episode of the Total Sports Live podcast. This is Joe Von Alford, and you already know who I'm joined by. Joined by my guys, Harrison Brown, Seth Fisher, both from totalsportslive.com, as we're going to break down Week 15 of fantasy football. And if you've made it to this point in the season, congratulations. You are in the playoffs. For other people, probably like me, you're probably in the consolation bracket, just like, all right, this is great. Nice to be here. Probably go play some DFS and Go mind my business elsewhere. while lot of uh, champions are uh, reigning supreme, but hey, we got a lot to talk about in Week 15. Players to target, matchups, who um, who to pick up off the waiver wire, all that good stuff here on this week's podcast. However, before we do that, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live and checking out the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Lastly, Anchor, and probably a whole bunch of other places I know this podcast goes to, but I don't even know them all. Just search Total Sports Live TSO podcast. Again, appreciate everyone that tunes in to the pod each and every week that we've done it this football season. Been fun to do it and fun to talk about playoff action. But before we get into that, fellas, how are you doing? Seth, welcome to the podcast, Talking Fantasy, the fantasy guru himself that's been dropping the waiver wire DOMS, been dropping the uh the, the NBA awards updates, you know, the stock watches every week on Twitter. Welcome to the pod. I'm doing well. Thank you for for having me. Playoff time—it's exciting, definitely exciting. Harrison, welcome back, my man. Last week we uh we said you were on assignment last week, but now you're back. Uh, you're back in the fold with us.
1: My God, man, yeah, I was down in North Carolina visiting some family. Thought I had brought the computer. Open up the bag—no computer to be found. So instead of hopping at on all. the phone, let my guys Jovan and Keaton handle it. But like you said, man, we got Seth on here this week. Been doing a great job with the waiver wire report. This is our fantasy guy. You know what I mean? Facts. Holding it down on the site, holding it down on Twitter. So let's hear some of these gems out on the pot. I mean, I'm I'm really excited just to hopefully pick up some things. But like you said, man, it's playoff time. Hopefully, you know, if you're listening at this point, it's a big week in the fantasy season for you. So a lot of lineup decisions. Hopefully, we can give you some insight and you know help you get that uh that fantasy money.
0: Definitely. Hopefully, we can get you that fantasy money. Hopefully, we can get you that burrito money too, which we always try to give to you <laughs> from those anytime. Yeah. Right? You know,
1: we'll have yeah. the anytime touchdowns. Those are those are a, a staple.
0: Yes, we will definitely have those. And Keaton is not on the pod with us this week as he is on assignment as well. But let's talk about Week 15, the probably the best weekend when it comes to fantasy because the playoffs are starting. Doesn't matter what league you're in, standard PPR, half PPR. Any type of league you're in, it's now playoff season, and we got a lot of interesting matchups on the board, especially when you just look at this week 15 schedule. Obviously, as we're recording this podcast, week 15 began with Thursday night football between the Niners and the Seahawks, and it is now and it will continue on Saturday with a triple header on NFL Network between the uh, Colts and the Vikings the ravens uh browns and the dolphins bills then we have a full slate of games on sunday and the monday night game between the rams and the packers don't know who's gonna be watching that but fellas we have to talk about some of these games because there are some players who we believe in that y'all believe that pe- that fantasy managers need to go target right now in hopes of you know either depending on your league either you're your first round game is week 15, 16, or in other leagues, like is winter go home in this week and uh in winter, go home in this spot. So starting with you, Harrison, who are just some guys you're, you know, looking to target um, in high scoring matchups, you know, this week with the fantasy playoffs uh, kicking off.
1: Well, if you're talking about high scoring, man, we got to stay here at home. We got to look at the Eagles. You know, they're on the road this week against Chicago, but that's all the more reason to look at that matchup that that bears defense. It's I mean, it was never really scary. It's less scary after the trade deadline. They traded away two of their best defensive players. Robert mm-hmm. Quinn's on the Eagles. Now Roquan Smith's on the Ravens. That defense definitely has a lot of holes in it. You know, we, we've seen some great things from that Bears offense, but that defense is still really, you know, uh, an enticing matchup for basically every Eagle skill position player. You know, I, I'm going to start with A.J. Brown. That's really one of the guys that I've been looking at heavily this week, I think he's a very trustworthy play, you know, for the fantasy playoffs. I think that he has, you know, the possibility of one of those 20, 30 point games against the bears, potentially under hundred yards touchdown or two. Um, certainly same can be said for Devontae Smith. I think that's a favorable matchup. Miles Sanders coming off, you know, a positive stretch of games. Miles Sanders had a really nice few games contract year for him. Uh, I think it'll be an intriguing offseason to see kind of what his value is like. Um, I think that he's a good play. So you know, and then, hey, how about Dallas Goddard coming off IR yeah. potentially this week, kind of under the radar, you know, might still be in your IR slot. Keep an eye on him. You know, see what his status is as, you know, in these final few days before Sunday. He could mm-hmm. be an intriguing play. Like I mentioned, no more Roquan Smith there, really athletic, talented linebacker. Um, Dallas Goddard could be an interesting play. And then for another one I like, I like Garrett Wilson versus the Lions. I, I think that. Mike White in general has improved that passing game. Obviously, last week against the Bills, that was a tough draw. You know, we, we kind of knew that going in. But against the Lions this week, a defense that has a lot, a lot of fantasy points, uh, I like them. And then while we're on this topic of matchups, just kind of something to monitor this week, just the weather for some of these games. You know, the Cleveland-Baltimore the Cleveland yep. Baltimore game down at Cleveland, going to be really windy. How does that affect Mark Cooper's stat line, Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, um, all of the Ravens' pass catchers, how does that affect their day? And then that Miami Buffalo game, you know, potentially some snow out there, going to be very cold. Don't think you're Mm -hmm. benching Tyree Killer and you know Stephon Diggs or anything like that, but just something to monitor. You know, we're later in the season, we're into the middle of December. When it comes to matchups and things, watch the weather this week too.
0: Yeah, the weather is definitely going to play a part, especially in that in that Buffalo uh, Dolphins game, because it seems like with that situation, just with the snow potentially in that event, you think a team like. The Dolphins will have to lean more on the running game, but I think Jeff Wilson's dealing with an injury, so that doesn't really, you know, help their cause. But definitely do love the Eagles' plays, you know, this week, especially a guy like Miles Sanders as he's going up against the Bears' defense that has given up a league high twenty-one rushing touchdowns this season. They are giving up rushing touchdowns like it's nobody's business, and if you look from a fancy fancy perspective, they're giving up the fourth most fantasy points to running back. So. If you got Miles Sanders, and if you were one of the lucky ones that picked him up in the tenth round of your league, he's been carrying you, and I expect him to do the same thing um, heading into this week's game against the Bears. But Seth, I know you got a couple of guys that you are really high on this week in these high score matchups. So, who do you think you know a-, a fantasy manager should be looking out for and saying, "I need to get this guy on my lineup"? For Sunday. I think
2: this this might be the week that. Isaiah Pacheco managers have been looking for since the season began, right? He got so much training camp hype. It seemed like every other tweet you were seeing on the timeline about a Chiefs player, it was about Isaiah Pacheco. And now with the playoffs looming, he's in the most favorable matchup you can pretty much get. The Texans are awful at defending the run. They allow 160 rushing yards a game. And if they want to get some sort of gauge to see if Pacheco is the running back of the future, they give the ball to Pacheco down this stretch. They did a similar thing years ago with Damian Williams as a young, as a younger player who he got the bulk of the workload as that season went on late down the stretch. So Pacheco could really be in that similar role as a touchdown scorer, as a go-to running back over a guy like Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones, who are more niche players with their receiving work in there. Uh, I guess Ronald Jones is more of a bench player, but I think Pacheco has some real – real workhorse ability in this game and maybe going forward
0: Pacheco's that's a, Pacheco's a very good one is that he's actually someone that I have targeted in DFS this week I saw him in Flandor for like 7600 I said Miles Sanders Pacheco let's ride with that backfield for DFS because like you said stuff that Texans defense is bad and we saw that up close and personal last week against the Cowboys I mean uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard had no issues scoring <laughs> inside the red zone. You know, Pollard had two—one in the uh, one other, one at one receiving, one rushing. Zeke found his way to end zone. That's been the common thing with this Texans defense, right? They're not very good stopping the run, so those are very those are good ones. Love love to pick up Pacheco because, like you said, he's been rising and is going to continue to rise um, throughout the rest of the uh, rest of the season and into the eventual NFL. Uh, playoffs and for me uh, a couple of guys that I'm thinking about this week Mike Evans Keenan Allen both who have surprisingly looked really well since coming back from injury and I think we were all probably kind of concerned like what Keenan Allen are we going to see like will that hamstring injury start to flare up again which has kind of been that nagging thing with him this entire season but since he's come back he's been looking like the Keenan Allen of old I mean I have him in one of my leagues. I wish he – I wish it happened a little bit sooner where he started, you know, to turn up, then I probably would have been in a better spot. But glad to see him healthy and, you know, catching touchdowns and getting at least five receptions every game right now. So he's really fitting well. And then, you know, Mike Williams, I mean, for a guy that re-aggravated his ankle injury a few weeks back, the way he played against the uh, the Dolphins, he didn't show no signs of rust with six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Taking advantage of that defense, and they have a very good matchup this week against Titans uh, secondary, which has just been obliterated the last two weeks. I mean, we just saw what the Eagles did to them. And then last week, what the Jaguars were able to do. Shout out to Evan Ingram, who probably won some people their leagues. And, you know, <laughs> for people like me, I had him on the bench. <laughs> I had him on the bench, but I had no offense. I mean, I didn't know Evan Ingram was going to go off this week. Quick little week, so. 40 spot. Yeah, yeah. Imagine having him in PPR. You have a oh PPR. Gosh, he was yeah. cooking.
1: Great, crazy was- outing. He, he's tight end four now on the season. And Seth mentioned it pre show. I think that's maybe a quarter of his total points this year. I forget the exact number,
0: but yeah, crazy outing. It was scary. Definitely, definitely scary to see. So um, like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen this week against um, the Titans, because like I said, they give up a ton of touchdowns to wide receivers, and they are giving up the most most fancy points in a game that, you know, that the Chargers need to win if they're trying to pick momentum. And the same thing for the Titans. This is a must-win game for them, too. They're kind of starting to fade a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see because I think this is going to be a game where um, the Chargers are probably going to air it out. And the Titans are going to run the ball with Derrick Henry against that suspect run defense. So I think we're going to see the battle of two offensive philosophies plays out um, in that matchup. So definitely excited to see how that one pans out and see how the rest of these guys pan out. Like we said, Garrett Wilson, Isaiah Pacheco, the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all guys who are – some of the best of their position right now with fantasy that are rising right now through the ranks of fantasy that you need to go up and pick up in your lineup and start them uh, heading in to week 15. Um, outside of that, we got to also talk about players who we trust in week 15. Now this is a interesting topic because you would probably say to yourself, yeah, I roll with the same guys every week, right? I'm rolling with, I'm, I'm in the playoffs. I'm rolling with the same guys that I've always rolled with, you know, I've always rolled with throughout to get to this point. However, you might be in a situation where you're probably thinking, I don't, if it's between player A and player B, I'm probably riding with player B because I trust him in this matchup. And I just think that he has the better shot of helping me win, you know, my game, help me win my, um my playoff game. So, that being said, starting with you, Seth, you know, who are just, you know, some players that you have in mind that that, you know, manager should be you should be thinking to themselves. I'm trusting them and I'm letting them ride here in week 15.
2: Just for the sake of the upside, I think Garrett Wilson previously mentioned and Elijah Moore, who are both incredible upside plays, if anything else, it's it's Mike White leading this offense is a little bit more explosive than Zach Wilson. And for a Lions defense that allows 400 yards a game, large book of those being the pass. I think that you probably really can't find two better high upside, maybe not premier names who you can slide in at the flex slide at the wide receiver too, and still actually feel really comfortable, despite the fact that they play for the jets. So I, I think, I think those two are both trustworthy and have some really solid potential. And then Michael Pittman, I think, who plays on Saturday, I think him against the Vikings, who are very poor against the pass as well, is a pure X receiver and is going to probably elevate into the playoffs as things go on for them. He hasn't had a stellar season like many predicted that he would, but I think in a matchup like Minnesota, who, like I mentioned, is kind of a porous defense, especially against the pass, I think Michael Pittman can at least – emerge in this round one and really scare a lot of people in your league or right? if you're if you're looking at you know your second round matchup I, I wouldn't want to play someone like michael Pittman who's likely going to come off a big game in this week against minnesota
0: i like that i like that and we talked and I, we talked about that uh Viking like secondary before the show and it's not great right now uh we just saw them you know give up 330 passing yards to jared Goff and giving up bombs to Jamison Williams and giving up touchdowns, to DJ chark they're really struggling right now and very interesting spot for a Colts team that honestly does not have nothing really to play for, but a spot where they can be spoiler and how not better to do that with a guy like Michael Pittman, Harrison, who's, you know, he's had a rough go this season, not kind of lived up to the expectations that we saw him have last season. Hence, but, same time has been a revolving door our quarterback between Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Frank Wright, Jeff Saturday, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. We had the Deion Jackson wave for a few weeks, been up and down for him. But Pittman, another good guy um, that people should trust because we've seen when he's healthy, he will get the targets in that in that coach's office for the most point.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. I feel like for Michael Pittman this year, it's more been about the lack of stability on the Colts offense than anything he's really done. I still think that he's a very talented receiver, a lot of upside for his career in general, but you look at it for the fantasy purposes. I think Seth put it best. I think that he could kind of evolve into that, you know, in those playoffs, in those weeks, kind of see him have some real big weeks for people. So I like that play a lot. I like Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore a lot in that Jets-Lions game. I think that's definitely, you know, got some fantasy point potential there. Just some guys that I like, you know, I think – more than anything for this one, it, it, more than the matchup, I, I really like the way the Jaguars' offense is clicking more than I like the Jaguars versus Dallas matchup. And that's Trevor Lawrence for me. I, I think that he's really established himself as a quarterback you can trust in, in this you know, playoff stretch. And that's something that people probably drafted him for late in their drafts. You know, let's take a flyer on Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he can kind of establish himself. We've really started to see it over these past few weeks. Jovan, you mentioned it talking about the Chargers versus the Titans this week. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars had an outstanding outing throwing the ball last week against Tennessee. Evan Ingram had a key performance. Exactly. Exactly. So I really like the way that they're clicking. I mean, we all kind of knew coming into the year, Doug Peterson will bring some stability to that offense. They added a lot of talent at receiver, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, um, Evan Ingram, at tight end, improved the offensive line. I I think that things are starting to click for them a little bit. I think that there's going to be yards to be had this week against Dallas. I think they're going to find some mismatch. So, I trust Trevor Lawrence. I have him in some leagues, have him with Aaron Rodgers in one league. I'm rolling Trevor Lawrence pretty comfortably uh, compared to those two, and that's definitely not how I drafted them. I drafted Rodgers to be my QB one, but I feel pretty comfortable rolling with Lawrence there. And then looking at the running back room, I think James Conner has pretty much proven himself to be someone you can trust in your lineup at this point. You know, the past few weeks, we've really had a lot of stability from James Conner. You've had double-digit type performances um, with some upside to be in that 20-point range if he – falls into the end zone twice, maybe catches a couple extra passes. Um, and I think that they're going to lean on the run this week. they without Kyler Murray coming off the torn ACL. Colt McCoy's a veteran quarterback. You kind of know what you have with him. Um, he, he's led the offense at points, even this year. I, I think he played some games and looked serviceable to say the least, but they're going to lean on the run. Obviously they're not going to throw the ball 40 times with Colt McCoy. Um, I, I think that James Conner is going to have some volume there. I think that there's, Definitely some upside in the matchup against a Denver defense that, you know, is respectable, but you're certainly not fading the matchup at all. You're not worried about the Denver defense. So those are my two. I, I'm trusting Trevor Lawrence versus Dallas this week. And then James
0: Conner versus Denver. Yeah, interesting. James Conner interesting pick just because like you said, again, he was a guy that was coming off a great last season. What he had like what 15 plus touchdowns last season. And is kind of falling down back to earth a little bit and, contrarian right he has a tough matchup against the broncos so everybody's probably thinking i don't know man the broncos defense they kind of good but you look at the situation right there's no Kyler murray colt mccoy is one of is, is the starter for the rest of the season they got to get somebody has to run the ball with no kyler why not like you said why not a guy like james connor you know because we saw the chiefs running backs have some success against the broncos last week so i love i love 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 the choices that you know you guys are dropping this week um Before we continue to talk about that, though, let's talk about something that we discussed before the pod. And it was a very interesting discussion. I think that there's something to be said about this. Right. And it's the Ravens, specifically the Ravens running backs who have just, again, another situation where everything's a revolving door. Right. First, it was, you know, Gus Edwards and then Gus got hurt. And now we're talking about King and Drake and Mike Davis and Justice Hill. And then J.K. comes back. But J.K. doesn't really look like himself. So now we're back to Gus Edwards for a couple of weeks. Then Gus Edwards gets hurt. And then we're back to King and Drake. But King and Drake is kind of just like flash in the pan type of situation, type of running back. And now we're back to J.K. after J.K., you know, has a solid game this week. So if you're one of those, you know, managers that have these running backs, do you guys trust them because – You look at the situation, they're going to Cleveland. We already discussed the weather is going to play a factor in the game from the win perspective. And the Browns' running run defense isn't – it's okay, but it's not nothing to really, you know – it's it's bad. They're getting up 128 on the ground and 17 rushing touchdowns. So it hasn't been spectacular to say the least. But can you really put stock in saying I'm starting Edwards, I'm starting – or I'm starting Dobbins heading into week 15?
1: Seems like it's going to be a committee no matter what. It's going to be hard to exactly pinpoint which of those two is the right start. Is it Gus Edwards? Is it J.K. Dobbins? But it's hard to not at least look there. You know, if you have J.K. Dobbins on your roster, it's going to be hard to not consider him with Lamar out. Mm-hmm. With, like we've mentioned, tough weather conditions, the likelihood that they're going to look to run the ball a lot. Um, an important game for the Ravens. They're looking to keep pace with the Bengals and just you know keep pace with the AFC in general. Coming off a big week for J.K. Dobbins too, you know, if, if he plays up to his potential these next few weeks with a relatively easy schedule as well, matchups with Pittsburgh and Atlanta, you know, in line for the, these future playoff weeks, J.K. Dobbins could be a league winner. You know, coming off this injury, how much value he could bring to a lineup, especially you know if you had Ramon J. Stevenson who's now out, if you have just had a tough time finding a solid RB two or flex play in general. J.K. Dobbins is certainly someone to monitor. I think you're hoping that you have someone a little bit more trustworthy, but it's tough to say with J.K. Dobbins this week. This could be a situation where, you know, you sit him on the bench and he puts up 20 points and you wind up losing your matchup by 10 and you're kicking yourself. Right. It's one of the tougher decisions of the week for sure. It's
0: definitely a risk. What about you, Seth?
2: Yeah, I don't think that his – last week, though, he – his stats appear encouraging. I think that 43% offensive snap uh, participation isn't necessarily something you're super excited about. You mentioned the wind. I think that could definitely see that 43% mark tick up. But like Harrison said, I think that's there's a lot of guys here. There's a lot of guys that can feed into this workload overall, right? Gus Edwards is not, no, it's no scrub. Tyler Huntley can certainly run the ball as well. So the win likely plays into it. I think JK Dobbins is probably actually a pretty good touchdown bet. I think he I think he likely finds the end zone, but there's 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 been instances that touchdowns aren't necessarily some sure bet to get double digit points or put up some uh, weak winning performance. So I think I think JK I don't think you start JK Dobbins with confidence, though I do think he is certainly worth. Maybe a right up into the right up until the game starts. I think he's maybe a game time decision to see if he makes that flex spot.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree, and and I think y'all just both described it pretty well, right? It, it's it's one of those decisions where, like you said, like you kind of have to lower your expectations, right? You can't go in thinking like these guys are going to do X amount of points. Like this is what we're like. Saying This is how I'm going to play. It's like you almost like you said, it's one of those game time decisions like J, JK Gus are probably RB2s. And you're discussing you're thinking, do I start him or do I go with a guy like, you know, Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris? Right. You're kind of like debating like those type of running backs in that same tier. So And, and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Right. Because like you said, the Ravens running back room is very running back by committee. Like whoever has the hot hand will probably will probably roll. That way, but then in instance, we see what maybe like Gus get like five carries in a row, and then all you know, JK takes over for the rest of the game, or it's in or it's the reverse, right? Where JK gets five carries in a row, and then Gus takes over. So, one of those situations I think a lot of people are gonna be, you know, thinking about because of the way that Dobbins, you know, played last week, um, in that ma- in that matchup, um, in that matchup against the Pittsburgh. Stillers. This is a Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. This is Jovan Arino, joined by my guy and Harrison, breaking down Week 15 in the fantasy football season. Fantasy football playoffs are here, fellas, and you know, before we wrap this segment, got to talk about a couple guys that I trust this week. Um, well, only one guy actually that I have written down for me, and that's Donovan's Peoples Jones. He's been probably one of the more consistent you know, guys across all fantasy platforms. We're talking about season-long and DFS, a guy that you can plug into your lineup that's really filled in nicely as a wide receiver, too, in an offense that everybody's just like, all right, it's Amari Cooper, but who's going to step up and be that number two guy? And for the most part, Peoples-Jones has kind of stepped in and filled into that role, you know, nicely, you know, with, with you know, Jacoby Brissett and even with you know, now Deshaun Watson, he's coming off one of his best games of the season. Last week, eight receptions for 114 yards, 12 targets, 12 targets, which is something he's rarely done this season, have double-digit targets. The last time he had double-digit targets was week one against Carolina, and Jacoby Brissett was that quarterback. So he's been very consistent this season, you know, being just a guy that, you know, both quarterbacks – can lean on in a guy that you know could have a big game against the Ravens secondary, which haven't been the greatest this season. They are capable of giving up the big play. And if you're the Ravens, you're probably thinking, even though it's, you know, going to be windy teams are probably still going to toss it around a little bit. People's Jones is not a guy that you have to get the ball deep down the field to for him to make an impact. He can take short routes and turn them into big plays. So, DPJ is my guy who I trust this week. Specifically, if you're talking wide receiver three, flex guy, guy that's going to get targets, help you in PPR leagues, especially because he will rack up those targets because they're going to need to. Because you got to think Baltimore is also going to try to you know stack the box to slow down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So like DPJ,
1: Jovan, is it crazy to say that I trusted the Browns' skill players more when Jacoby Brissett? Was it quarterback than now with Deshaun Watson? Uh, Mark Cooper and Joku, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I just felt like they had a higher floor. That offense now, it, it just scares me in general. They're not clicking.
0: No, you're, I don't think you're crazy to say that. I mean, I said—I forgot who I was talking to last week. I said the, kind of the same thing about the Browns' offense. Like, this offense looks so much better with Jacoby Brissett. And that's no slight on Deshaun Watson. It's just that he hasn't played football in two years, right? Exactly. He walks into the situation – where it's the seasons, pretty much everybody's already in rhythm. Everybody's in motion. It just the offense doesn't look as crisp as it did. And not saying that you could reset with a world beater, but I mean he did help the team beat the Buccaneers. We haven't been great this year, but you know they've been. He, they, he was moving that ball, moving the offense, and the offense kind of hasn't had that same cohesion, you know, with you know Deshaun Watson under center. And you even go
1: back to Jacoby's Colts days. I mean, T.Y. Hilton was a, you know, more than serviceable fantasy receiver that year. Just in general, he can, you know, put together fantasy seasons. You know, Mark Cooper was perfectly fine. Nobody was concerned about Amari Cooper. I I just trust Amari Cooper less these last two, three weeks with Deshaun Watson. And I I just feel like there's more risk there than when Jacoby was a quarterback.
0: No. I agree with you. I, I completely, hundred, you know, hundred percent agree with you. I think there's this running joke going around about Amari Cooper, and is he doesn't like playing in cold weather. <laughs> That's the running joke going around that he can't, you know, play in cold weather. I don't know that to be true just because he's played in Dallas in the dome. So I can't confirm or deny that statement. But hey, we'll see, right? Browns kind of still in the playoff picture, just a little bit, still there, hanging on. So he needs to have a big game, and I think this is a week where, weather be damn right, that that passing game can do something with if they if the wind's not gusting at thirty miles per hour. That's a different story. It can be so, tough
1: to throw the ball in those wind games. You know, it's definitely something to monitor. You know, I, I don't know if Amari Cooper is a you know a fan of the cold or not. I know that those routes work in warm weather, cold weather, indoors, outdoors. You know, I, when you have routes like that and footwork like that, I think you can. Find your way open in, in any element, but that that weather is definitely going to be a factor. I, I think it's you know a little bit of a handicap on any pass catcher in that game.
0: Most definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we, as always, we got a couple of more segments to go on the pod before we wrap up. Again, really appreciate everyone that's tuned in and checking out uh, the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. And we got to talk about waiver wire. It's our favorite segment of the show, and who else best to have? The talk waiver wires, then our guy Seth, who's been, like we said, dropping gems the last few weeks with the waiver wire. He was out here telling y'all to get Justin Fields after his game against the Patriots. And then the stock just really just took off from there for uh for Justin Fields. He told us about Zonovan. Yup. Big Zonovan fans over here right now, big Zonovan guys. He's uh he's been turning up, you know, and Pacheco. Not- yeah, Pacheco, Definitely yeah, yeah. Early on, on Pacheco, Pacheco. yeah. He was on Pacheco, so who best talk waiver wire with than the waiver wire guru himself, you know, telling you how much fab you should spend, you know, for these guys. So starting with you, Seth, for the waiver wire, who do you like this week in week 15 where, again, we don't have no bye week, so we're we're past, you know, by Armageddon, which was last week, past (laughs) that. But now we're in spots where players are injured, you know, guys are being up are having up and down performances. There's good matchups to be had. Who do you like this week on the waiver wire?
2: Yeah, I think I think by nature, I think this week is the week where you're certainly allowed to splurge. I think it's it's win or nothing, right? You're trying to mm-hmm. exhaust every resource to be able to win this week in advance. I think there should be no real foresight in the uh, weeks to come. So I think that fob definitely has to pick up. I think. Matchup-wise, obviously I've been tooting the horn the whole time. Elijah Moore and Mike White. I think this this game could get ugly from a defensive perspective. I think you could be looking at. I, I think the the Vegas right Vegas uh, point total right now is like 47 and a half or something like that, which is that's 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 pretty favorable. I think Mike White by nature is kind of a uh, slinging quarterback, and I think Elijah Moore being a deep threat and someone who can win on, on a myriad of routes is someone who could certainly be a beneficiary of that, and they're both not rostered more than in more than fifty percent of uh, ESPN leaks, so they're more than available. And then transitioning into the into the division, I think Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris are certainly worth a monitor. I think with Ramon J Stevenson status being up in the air, I don't I don't think they've made any sort of formal announcement as to whether or not he will play both Strong and Harris received pretty much identical, almost it was pretty close snap shares and uh, their week 14 matchup on Monday night football. But what Pierre Strong did with his opportunity was far greater than Harris's uh, strong took five carries for 70 yards, had a three yard touchdown on the goal line and then two targets for 20 yards. So he seems to be kind of a potential big, Play guy, dare I say? I mean, we haven't really seen it. his resume in the NFL. Is certainly, very right. slim. But I, th- I think this New England offense certainly lends itself to running backs being able to thrive. And if Ramondre Stevenson, if Stevenson isn't a go, and maybe Harris proves his inefficiency like he did last week, I think you might be looking at a potential, maybe, maybe not necessarily a starter this week. Actually, I'm, I guess with Stevenson. Probably likely plays next week, so I think strong. You if, if you're desperate enough, you go out and you spend fifty percent plus of your fo- remaining fob on someone who could maybe be a flex play for you this week. So it's like I said, it's it's do or die. So you're 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 playing to win. You're going to spend all the fob that you need to be able to advance in this in this week. So the Jets players, both Patriots running backs
0: in the absence of Ramondre J Stevenson i like that i like that and especially pierre strong and kevin harris those guys definitely had some moments in that monday night game where it was like okay now i see why these guys were drafted where they drafted pierre strong a lot of people don't forget this guy was a monster in the scs level for the uh for the jackrabbits in south dakota state yep. he definitely had a great you know career at south dakota state with uh him what last season what it was him and chris oladukin at yeah. quarterback yeah. No them running the show there yeah see i know my right fcs that, right? the, just a uh, little
1: bit. the steelers i think they either drafted him or signed him as udfa drafted
0: yeah. him right i think they like drafted him what, seven yeah. Round?
1: yeah so now seth mentioned right there pierre strong the the nfl resume is a little bit thin but like you said jovon he was a great player at south Dakota state had a lot of fans in the draft process was definitely one of those late round fcs you know under the radar kind of running backs so Exciting to see him kind of getting his opportunity, um, see what he can do with it. I think that, you know, he's someone for next year, too, that's definitely going to be, you know, on a lot of people's radar. There's a lot of guys like that, like Pacheco is going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. a very talked about guy. You know, he's probably a second or third round pick next year in in fantasy drafts. So that's something we see a lot in fantasy. I I think at this point, you know, you're kind of hoping you don't need to use the waivers if if you're in the playoffs at this point. I'm I'm hoping you've got some at least some guys on the bench, maybe a George Pickens type of guy, a Michael Gallup, you know, some guys that you've been hoping will kind of take that next step that maybe you're willing to take a flyer on as opposed to going out and hitting the waiver wire. I think one thing that definitely could be, you know, a, a you know, potential thing for teams this week is still trying to address that Lamar Jackson situation with him officially being ruled out for this week's game. Yep. Um, it, it, it's just, I, I have hit some Lamar Jackson shares, obviously, um, one of the top fantasy quarterbacks in the game, it's hard to replace that you know. point total. You're expecting 20-plus points every week from Lamar pretty consistently You know, with his ability to throw the ball, mm-hmm. with his ability to throw for touchdowns. I think that's been really underrated in his fantasy career. So addressing that, do you trust Tyler Huntley? Not particularly with what we've been mentioning the whole show, the wind conditions in that game, and then also him coming out of concussion protocol, taking some limited practice this week. He'll be active, he'll be their starter, but just never really trust, you know, someone coming out of concussion protocol, especially already a backup. So if you're still looking to address it, why don't you just go up the road a little bit, head up to you know, Washington, DC? What about Taylor Heineke versus the Giants? Played them back a few weeks ago, had a pretty good game. He's a scrappy quarterback. You know it's not gonna be the most explosive game, but there's some rushing ability. He's usually going to throw mm-hmm. for some touchdowns. He's going to take shots downfield, not afraid to throw the ball downfield. Always feels like he's playing with house money. Always feels like, you know, he, he's got nothing to lose out there taking some shots. So I think if you need to address the Lamar situation, maybe, you know, you're, you're coming back from Jimmy G getting hurt a few weeks ago and you're looking for somewhere to go. I don't hate Taylor Heineke. And then just in general, other than that, I, I would probably say hopefully – you know, it's a defensive or a kicker that you're going out to waivers to get. Hopefully, you're looking, you know what I mean, to address one of those. Maybe you've been streaming all year. A, a strategy I'm always a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I'm hoping that you know playoff teams have some guys on their bench that they can uh, can lean on.
0: Definitely, one 100. Definitely, you know, like you said, you don't want to go to a waiver wire, but if you do, there are some there are some options out there for you to pick around, and you know. And pick up at and you know a couple of other goblin waiver wire here to keep an eye out for Chris Moore, the veteran wide receiver who has been rebirthed in Houston. You know, he's had a couple of solid games, including last week's breakout game against the Cowboys, what 10 receptions or 124 yards. Um and that game really exploded and against the Cowboys defense that we were told was good, but didn't look so hot, you know, getting Outplayed by the two quarterback system, which we haven't seen since like the US the USFL this summer <laughs> when we were looking at Luis Perez and DeAndre Johnson running two quarterback system. Lovey Smith said, "Hold my beer, I'm gonna give you guys Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll." Like Jeff Driscoll, what a duo. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll was. Don't so touchdown. pass. he do a touchdown pass to Amari Rodgers, who people forget was drafted by the Packers, but they cut him and then he goes down there, scores a the touchdown. Driscoll also had like a couple of running, a couple of rushing yards, too. They had like 30 something. Apparently, he's like tight end eligible in Yahoo League. So there's a new wrinkle to the whole situation where, you know, Jeff Driscoll could probably win somebody in their fantasy league. I'm not going to say that as like a stone-cold lock. It's like a Taysom Hill
1: situation with the quarterback yeah, tight end. It can get real murky,
0: you know. It's very Taysom Hillish. Uh So, Chris Moore, you know, Brandon Cooks is dealing with a calf. Has said that he's not expected to play but then he practice in a limited capacity uh, this week. So, it's kind of up and down see if he'll play. Nico Collins, I know he's been hurt as well. So, if those two guys don't play, you already know it's going to be a lot of Chris Moore um, against the Chiefs defense that, you know, they give up, they give up fantasy points to wide receivers. I think to definitely within the top ten, top five of points allowed to wide receiver. So Chris Moore, somebody to look at. And the guy that we talked about before the show, and he was the fantasy darling last week, and everybody was waiting for it to happen. And that's, you know, Chig the guy, you know, blew up, you know. Usually in fantasy, when everybody's on one player like that, you kind of like are a little bit, you know, you know, a little trepid because you're like, I don't know if this guy's really going to break out and have that game. He played well, you know, stepped up for an offense that did not have Traylon Burks, you know, who's still out still out on lead concussion protocol right now. So don't know if he's actually going to play this week. So Chig could be an option here along with Austin Hooper, you know, against the Chargers secondary. Chargers defense that haven't been great against the tight end. I think they've given up at least 11th most points to tight ends right now. And fantasy in a game where they're probably, again, they're going to try to stack the box against Derrick Henry. Don't know how they're going to work so well. Because I think Derrick Henry's out on a on a mission after getting shut down the last few weeks. I hate to be on the receiving end of that. Uh, just ask the Texans. They were on the receiving end of that a few weeks ago. So Okonkwo, Chris Moore, Elijah Moore, no relation, Mike White, Pierre Strong Jr., and Kevin Harris, the guys that you need to pick up Off the waiver wire for week 15. And also, before we before I before I forget to mention, make sure you check out Seth's week 15 waiver waiver wire report coming out totalsportslive.com, breaking it all down and guys you need to pick up for week 15 as we're getting into the playoffs and you gotta make those last minute decisions. I'm just saying, if you've been reading, he's been giving you some guys to pick up and you've probably been winning your fantasy league. So I would advise you to go check it out when it's live on Total Sports Live. .com. And, fellas, let's wrap the pod here. Last segment, if you are new to this, it is a tradition unlike any other here on the podcast, and that is the Anytime Touchdown picture. Week 15. Um, week 14, didn't really have a subset of picks just because we were a little bit out of sorts last week. However, we're back at it again. Week 15, like we said, expect the unexpected, especially as we get late in the season. You don't know who's going to score a touchdown like Boston Scott, which was everybody's anytime touchdown pick last week, and he scored against the Giants, the Giant Killer himself, or even Amari Rodgers. Who knew Amari Rodgers was going to score a touchdown? Nobody, but he did. So this week we got a couple of selections for you guys. As always, remember, you don't have to par ladies. Play them on single ticket. Get the best possible odds possible, a.k.a. go in line shop at your various books to see what you can uh, – See what you can find, and always remember, like I said, you don't gotta parlay because we're just trying to win some burrito money. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to win some burrito money. The money that you go use at Chipotle, the money that you go use for that Wawa burrito. God bless. You know, you you can go use that and turn that bent and, and flip that coin. So that's it. Man. Let's let's talk about it, y'all. Week fifteen. Anytime touchdown picks. I know Harrison. He's looking excited. I know he got some picks. Like, he looks very excited. To, to drop some burrito money.
1: There's a couple. This has been my favorite segment of the year. We've had a lot of fun with this. You know, it's always, there's nothing more rewarding than sitting down on a Wednesday or Thursday night and then Sunday, you know, you, you catch the little in-game update and uh, Chris Thompson's talking about how George Pickens caught a touchdown versus the Carolina Panthers. I don't know. that. That's just catching my eye this week. I like George Pickens. I think that he's he's a guy – I mentioned it in the last segment. Some of these guys that we're talking about for next year – I've really got my eye on George Pickens to be a breakout candidate next year. I, I think him and Kenny Pickett definitely have something going. Kenny Pickett's probably not going to play this week. And I think that Mitch Trubisky and him, they didn't have the best chemistry early in the year. No more Chase Claypool, though. And I, I think that yeah. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he's on his last legs here. Coming off a three-interception performance <laughs> last week, you know he's going to get this start back in Carolina where he played college ball. You know, this is kind of do or die for Mitch Trubisky. If it's not right now, you know, it, it's probably, you know, going to be a backup spot start type of situation for him. I think he's mm-hmm. going to look to get George Pickens involved. I think that George Pickens and J.C. Horn is going to be a really fun matchup. Those are two oh, really talented players. I'm a huge J.C. Horn fan. I think that he's one of the up-and-coming young corners in the league. So if George Pickens can can beat him on one, maybe get something going in the red zone, um, I can kind of see that happening and then – This this is a risky one. I don't love it. But maybe Rex Burkhead in just a volume plunge into the red zone with good odds situation. Uh, Likely that Damian Pierce, he's listed as doubtful right now. Likely that he sits out this week. If they're down in the red zone, if Jeff Driscoll pops a big (laughs) run or a big throw and they're down on the two-yard line, I think they're probably going to hand the ball to Rex Burkhead. So it's not ideal, but I think the odds will probably be – be a little bit favorable and there's definitely crazier things that could happen than Rex Burkhead plunging in the end zone this week.
0: Yeah that 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 is true you could uh you could see a Jeff Driscoll rush a touchdown because he could be the touchdown vulture he another could other be the touchdown vulture i'm not gonna put that out there in the atmosphere but you never know right you definitely never know so pickens and burkhead starting us off this week for week 15 all right Seth, welcome to the welcome to the party here the burrito money who do you like so if I put tough, some money yeah. on this,
2: I'm gonna go to Chipotle or something. That's a is that a tradition? It is, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna beat the dead horse again. I Elijah Moore. I just <laughs> everything is just so appealing about this matchup, and I'm I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but I think in, in the ways in which that he can score, I think there's he's he's bound to get in there at least one way. I don't know if that's a 50-yard touchdown pass. I don't know if that's a little. 15 yards slant in the red zone deep or early into the red zone and he catches one and breaks a tackle or evades a tackle and he gets in. I, th- I think I think he's I think he's a special guy to find in the end zone. I think Miles Sanders is pretty much a lock to score a touchdown. I don't think that's really far fetched at all. And then I think Isaiah Pacheco against the Texans. I think that he. He he could really be looking at a hundred yard touchdown or two game. I th- I think this Ooh, could be his. I love it. Th- this could be his awakening. I, I I that sounds so dramatic, but I I think that really I, <laughs> th- it really could it really could be his breakout.
0: No, that ain't dramatic. I mean, like I said, we've seen guys just have career days against this Texans run defense. I mean, Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, Pollard, Elliott. I mean, the list goes on and on. This team has been bad stopping a run. So Pacheco going off for 100 does not seem super far-fetched, especially from what we saw Jerick McKinnon do last week. Anything's possible uh, with this cheese office. So I love it. Elijah Moore, Miles Sanders, Isaiah Pacheco. And for me, since it seems like we're going super running back heavy this week, and I guess I'm going to add on to it. I'm going to go Donta Foreman. Foreman could have scored a touchdown last week, but somehow, someway in the red zone, they went to Shy Smith and uh, Blackshear. Which was totally just mind blowing, but hey, that's the Panthers, right? They gotta do, they gotta win by any means necessary at this point to keep up with the Buccaneers in the NFC South because the Panthers only one game out of first place in the South Make the playoffs, man. I mean, I think I think people would love to see the Panthers in the playoffs over the Bucks right now. Just,
2: just only saying.
0: if
1: they start PJ Walker.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. If it's Darnold if leads him there, it, yeah. if Darnold Darnold leads them there, he could he could find himself a new contract. Hey, good for Darnold, man. Good for Darnold. You know, very good for him. Uh, so I like uh, Donta Foreman just because again matchup situation here. The Tech, um, the Steelers haven't been good stopping the run, and they've given him a ton of uh rushing touchdowns this season. They have given up. If you wanna, we wanna keep score. Steelers have given up. They've given up. Let me see. who. I mean, Stiller's giving up this week. They only give up seven rushing touchdowns this week, but I think it's a very good matchup, especially when you look at everybody probably think it's going to be DJ Moore or shy or, you know, Terrace Marshall just because the Stiller secondary is bad. I'm going back to the well with Don'ta Foreman because we've seen this team win again, in the red zone. They're pounding that ball with Don'ta Foreman and the rest of those running backs, Chuba Hubbard and company. So going Don'ta Foreman going back. To that Jets game. We talked about him earlier. Our favorite, our favorite player of the podcast last few weeks, Zonovan Knight. You know, if Zonovan continues to keep on leading that backfield, then he's definitely going to get those touches in the red zone. And he's going against a Lions defense that has not been good against the run. 139.8 rushing yards, 19 rushing touchdowns allowed by the Lions. If this is the week for Zonovan to go off and win you your fantasy league, this might be the week to do so. Zonovan Knight. I like him to score any time touchdown. And last but not least, to round it out with the running backs. I know this is going to be a – this is probably going to be not a shocking play, but we have to say it. Alvin Kamara. Kamara has not had a great year this year. He's kind of been one. – he's been the fancy disappointment that Miles Sanders was last year. The guy that you drafted early, you thought he was going to play well, and then has not lived to that uh, – has not lived into that stature due to – Injury because he was an injury and just the Saints offense has just been horrible yeah. with Dennis Allen and them just continue to run Andy Dalton out there. But that's a whole different podcast for a whole another day. I'm going back there, um, with going back there with Kamara. I think he finds the end zone here in this game. I think this is a good spot, especially against a rookie quarterback and Desmond Ritter. You got to think that the Saints team is not gonna, you know, go down quietly. I think they're gonna have a better, better output. Um, this week and again talking about matchups here the uh, falcons give a 15 russian touchdowns this season again another good spot for some russian scores unless you know uh Taysom hill just um <laughs> stills touchdowns which he's which he had that infamous one game where he had like three touchdowns against the seahawks so you know the the, the touchdown vulture is always sitting there waiting and his name is Taysom hill so those are our picks this week on the pod. Again, George Pickens, Rex Burkhead, Elijah Moore, Miles Sanders, Pacheco, Foreman, Knight, Camara. A lot of running backs sprinkled in with a couple of wide receivers. You know how you got to do it. Burrito money. Go put down that burrito money. Hope you come back with some more burrito money. So... That's going to wrap up the podcast. Again, really appreciate everyone for tuning in and checking out the pod. Again, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Make sure you're following the fellas on Twitter as well. If you're watching this on Spotify or on YouTube, you can see down scrolling at below where it says, Make sure to follow. All the usernames are right there on the screen where you can follow all of us on Twitter. Make sure you check out TotalSportsLive.com. A lot of great content on the website right now, including the Week 15 Waiver Wire Report, which will be out and live uh tomorrow well when you hear this podcast will be friday but it will be out uh or friday for you to you know make those fantasy uh selections um is that it fellas i think there is is there anything else that we got to do before we uh wrap up this uh podcast for the night
1: that's good for me right there like you said man check out the waiver report seth really appreciate you coming on man great to have you here on the pod Mm -hmm. tonight getting some of these these gems that we've been reading you know great to have you out here helping folks get ready for the playoffs so Definitely just appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, certainly.
2: I, I don't have any more Elijah Moore comments, so I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think I'm
1: almost there. Hey, man. Roll with that matchup.
2: Roll with that whole game this week. I like that game for right. me. Right. I'm just not, I don't want to be disappointed. So I, I hope I haven't got my hopes up too much. <laughs> I hear it. <you. laughs> Zero no, catches, definitely. one target
0: later. No. Yeah. It's no, I, I like in the back of my head.
2: <laughs> it
0: good. could happen, but hey, we're hoping that it doesn't happen. So, yes. Again, appreciate y'all for tuning in, uh, tuning into the podcast. Again, appreciate Seth for joining us, talking some fantasy with us. Uh, make sure, you know, he's doing big things at Rowan, too. He, he's doing a lot of good things over at Rowan right now. So make sure you're checking his stuff out, you know, writing some writing some stories up online. We be seeing him out there, you know, writing some stories for the wit. We be reading, we be watching. So make sure you check him out there. He's also doing – he's also podcasting as well. Make sure you do that. Follow the man on Twitter. Go hit that follow button. You won't regret it. I'm telling you. So for me, Harrison and Seth, everyone have a good one. And we'll talk to you all next week, which will be week 16. And who knows what's going to happen. At this point, anything happened in the NFL. It could be another Jeff Driscoll day. Who knows? (laughs) If it happens, we'll be here discussing it live with you. So everyone have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.